Welcome to the Here to Be podcast, a show that gives you full permission to be, to just be you. I'm your host, Megan, a trauma-informed breathwork facilitator and embodiment coach, empowering you to stop looking outside of yourself for the answers and to lead from your inner wisdom. We're going to get real, we're going to get raw, and probably a little woo-woo. I'm so glad you're here to come with. Oh my. (laughs) Buckle up, everyone. Buckle the fuck up. Today's episode is a doozy. (laughs) Today's episode is a guest. And when I say guest, I'm not even, guest isn't even the right word. Let's try soul sister. Let's try healer. Let's try guide. Let's try insanely beautiful soul of a human. Just oof. I'm going to continue to say all these wonderful words, but I should probably say her name. I'm talking to Tracy and this girl is something, man. Can you tell? (laughs) Can you tell my gushes and my, all of my nothingness that I've just spewed at you for the last 50 seconds about Tracy? Tracy is a well-being, soul energy, trauma healing coach. She does breath work. She does meditation. And as I say all that, you'll get a chuckle as you listen to this episode because I just listed all of these things, all of these things that Tracy does. And a lot of what we talk about this in this episode is not identifying with these things that we do and the labels that we put in these personas that we grab and establish, whether they're there for support and safety or for pride or for whatever they are to fulfill a need in our body and really stripping that down and seeing each and every human as this beautiful human soul and embracing that within you. Tracy and I have gotten connected through Pause Breathwork where we both do mentorship and man, I I just, I just, I just, I'm going to stop babbling. I'm going to stop babbling and I'm just going to let you listen to the words and the wisdom and the beauty that is Tracy. And if any of this episode feels, you feel called to share, you feel called to connect our information, both is in the show notes, tag us on Instagram, shout it out. The words that this soul shares are needed right now. They are needed right now. And the more that we can get her messages out, the more healing and the more beauty that we get to ripple throughout this world. And it's a beautiful way to connect with one another. So yeah, like I said, buckle up y'all. You all are getting a little glimpse of what it's like when Tracy and I my guest today, pop on Zoom and have a debrief conversation, have a human connection conversation, have real life conversations. Thankfully, that recently got to happen. And when I say this is going to be good, this is just going to be good. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be good. (laughs) So Tracy, I'm going to backtrack and I'm going to make you repeat. We're going to start a little bit in reverse. You just shared something with me. And if we can hit on that, and then let this conversation flow from there. That feels really good to me right now. Totally. Me too. I love, and I love how like in the saying, it gave permission for us to just start with that process that we both were feeling and jamming and and resonating with. So we were talking about all the topics that we could talk about. Right. And, and like intentioned individuals that we are intention towards healing intention towards well-being there are so many possibilities in that realm that you can that you can discuss but the structure sometimes feels a little rigid and so i was just kind of throwing out like domestic violence and inner child and divine feminine and and internal family systems and um uh, energy you know all, any of the topics that that we could flow on and then i was reminded of something i've been saying to uh, people recently is that all of those those topics, all of those things that we invest uh, our attention and awareness towards or on are kind of like the branches of the tree, us being the tree, 
And each of these things that we learn, and, and we could even add the branches of experience and our life and our trauma, right? All of those branches hold information and are useful and helpful and, and help us guide things. But if they were all stripped away simultaneously, we would still be the tree. That all of those things, all of those parts, all of those topics are, are parts of us, not the other way around. Yeah, it's just about that conversation of we don't have to identify with anything that doesn't have to be who we are. It gets to be a little branch, a little piece, but I'm not just one thing. You are not just one thing. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. so multidimensional. It's so, it's so true. And I had this visual, right. Of like who we actually are. We are rooted down deep into the earth and into mother nature and we are held and supported And we are also simultaneously stretching towards the heavens and the guidance and the wisdom that flows from a conscious that's bigger and and universal beyond us, right? That is, that's who we are as as a person, as a, you know, like like the root word for personality is persona, which means mask, right? I don't want, I don't want those, right? I want my branches to flourish and bloom and be a part of this magnificence. But if you ask me who I am, I am rooted and I am stretching towards the heavens more than anything else in this world that I've done. <laughs> oh, I love this because every single podcast and every time I meet with someone new or have a conversation, the question that I one hate being asked and in turn mm-hmm. hate asking people because I don't like answering it myself is who are you? Tell me who you right. are. <laughs> who are you? And it's so gross. And it just, ugh, it feels so mm-hmm. gross to me. Mm-hmm. And maybe that that's probably why it's part of it is I don't know. <laughs> what yeah. do you want to know? Yeah. Do you want to know this yeah. whole, do you want to know the roots and stretching up or do you want to know this one little tiny branch piece? Cause I can give you whatever you're, yeah. you're searching for. And, you know, in light of like a 40 minute podcast, right. That we got, we, the, the tree would take a little, maybe a little longer to actually, no, it's the other way. All the branches take the time. Right. But it's like, it's actually very simple who we are here in this go round. And I believe that life is school. And I believe that we are learning and where we get stuck or hung up is, is as if the seasons won't come and change it naturally, you know, and like life is evolving and moving and our stuckness, I say this as tenderly and gently as possible because I understand certain situations don't feel this way, but our stuckness is often a choice. It is, it is identifying with things outside of being the base of the tree, the rootedness, the stretching to the heavens is where things get sticky or stuck. So they can be what we present with the most beautiful branches with the most beautiful leaves or flowers or, or, you know, or prickly pine needles in some cases. Right. Um, But that's also it where we, if we identify there that we can't be our authentic selves at the same time. How did the beginning of having conversations like you and I are having right now come from? (laughs) Um, I mean, maybe from a child, you started having deep Mm -hmm. esoteric conversations. You might well have, I don't know. But how did that part come to be? I think... I think that was, I remember being very little, it's funny, I'm having this memory now being very little of telling myself to say less, Mm. right? That I was, that I was ostracized or bullied a little bit for maybe offering too much or talking too much, like just hold back a little, right? And one of those ways that we feel uncomfortable showing up in our authentic selves. And so as a byproduct, a protector is created. That's like, okay, we're not going to feel that again. So it layers on us in a way that makes us play a little smaller or be a little quieter, a little less audacious, right? And going through things that, that should have killed me really made me take a look at how I show up in the world. And um, I am a communicator, right? I am somebody, I mean, you sit me in a room by myself for long enough, I'll start talking to the walls around me, right? <laughs> but that deeper communication, I think, 
was reignited out of a place of being so tired of surface level BS, right? And like the, the, the status quo of life and staying right below the radar so that no one had to grow or expand or, or work towards a greater good. And that served me for a period of time, right? It kept me safe in a, in a period of time where I was young and vulnerable and, and, and naive and, and not sure how to show up in the world. And, and then continuing that and going through really hard experiences in life. And then that evolving into a place of like, it was more like monotonous, right? You know, I was just doing what I had done the day before today again, and realizing at some point along that journey that the sitting in that, the stuckness in that was a choice for me mm-hmm. and deciding, oh no, I have a lot to say, right? I get to take up space. I am audacious and tenacious. And, you know, my, my thing is uncontrollably me, right. My website, my, my brand name, if you will, is uncontrollably me. And for a long time, it came from this very unabashedness, like can nobody control me, you know, that kind of a thing. But what I've realized lately is that when we align with our gifts, when we are in our truth, that what comes through us, our gifts are the undeniable, uncontrollable, audacious part of us. It's like, it's like setting ourselves on the path, even if it's not a a heavily walked one (laughs) so that we can, we can move uncontrollably. It all comes back, honestly, full circle. And this was not the intention, but it, it circles back to you basically said you are the tree. Mm-hmm. This is who you are. This is what you, this is you at your core essence mm-hmm. and you having that realization of a child of, I can't be who I am at my core essence. Let's grow a branch out to be a little mm-hmm. bit more meek, a little bit more mild to hold mm-hmm. back in that space. And then continuing to see how that served and protect you and then grew more branches and supported around that space in a time in your life where that was truly necessary as a production mechanism more so than others that's it podcast is done we got it we figured it out (laughs) okay that's perfect I like little bite-sized ones yeah yeah it's so true though you know when you look at um like personality patterns and the way how we show up in the world oftentimes is created at a time so long ago that we can't remember a time before it Right. And it, and it starts as a survival mechanism in order to help us survive whatever feels overwhelming, stressful, um, that we are either not taught or don't have the skill set yet to, to go through. And those skills then get honed, right? It's like a strategy at first, it works. And then a skill is developed and we hone the skill and then we're doing it over and over and over again. And that habit becomes our personality. And to take a look at that, I think is what so many people struggle with because it's a dismantling of the stories we've always told ourselves Mm. to be true. And And you have to be able to have a baseline in your system of saying, I'm safe mm -hmm. to dismantle something that has in the past protected me, that has served me. And, And when we haven't done healing work or are not taught to, right? trusting that the knowing you feel in your body is more right than the things you've learned through experience can feel like an impossible feat, but it's the coming back to self over and over and over again, that allows us to kind of rewire that as, as a, as a truth that it is safe to be in our body. It is safe to listen to our intuition. It is safe to, to step into by unlearning becoming who we were meant to be before we were imprinted upon. And it is, it's like, you know, the seeds that is like tying it back. We're just going with the tree theme here. There's always a theme that comes up and this is clearly the theme. (laughs) When you look at the way it it was believed at one point that, and and I grew up in this um, sciencey part of understanding nature in school was that, you know, the, the fittest tree, like that survival of the fittest mentality the fittest tree grew the most, got the most sunlight and all of the other trees 
um, would just die out because they couldn't compete with this one big tree. But what we know to be true now about um, nature is that it works as a collective and these grand mother trees actually pull in from their crown because they have survived they are resilient they are stretching towards the heavens they pull down every ounce of nutrients from the sun from the rain from from their environment dive down deep into their roots and then it spreads throughout the surface of the earth to to support the survival of all other living plants we just as humans forgot that our roots you know just because we can't see them <laughs> we believe right that they're not there and that we can can pull from one another we heal in community we do all those other things but when we were you know seeds and just coming up we 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 did die a little bit by comparison you know, and, and playing small and doing those things. And so it's really, I think, walking ourselves back towards those times and uncoupling or, or unidentifying, disidentifying with the things that, that we learned. Um, and that takes effort. It takes energy. It takes usually a really good guide or coach or therapist, you know, um, if not multiple, you know, I have several coaches, several, several people that I turn to when I am in, in need of support, you being one of them, you know, well, likewise, um, yeah. And, and then learning too, that in the process of, of healing in community with another that starts to stabilize our own self healing. Mm -hmm. So it's a both and we get to do both and, and you can absolutely heal completely on your own. I think it is just a, a little bit slower, a little bit harder, um, a, a little bit thicker, you know, forest for the trees kind of thing. Um, not really being able to see the path as when we walk alongside with someone else. Yeah. Yeah, that's the space of, there's always this balance that I try to explain and you can probably, you, you break things down so well and I think you can explain this really well, but this duality of when we say healing within a community or when we say you have a guide or a coach or a mentor, it is that, it is somebody to hold and support, not to actually fix because if we're constantly in this, the world that I live in and still will find myself of like, Ooh, that looks like an easy fix. I bet that person can do it. Cause I don't want to do it. So I bet that person can do it. And it leads to the same space. Yeah. It doesn't lead yeah. to what I want it to lead to. Yeah. And it's funny. There's, there's this uh, idea, you know, I used to hate the saying, like, you can't have your cake and eat it too. I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, if I'm going to have a cake, I want to eat it. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's but, off that I've never really thought like, actually, but, but then I realized sense. like the truth of it is you can't consume something and still have it like in have your it. hand. Right. Um, but I feel the same way about healing as like, there's a container in which we heal and we can't simultaneously hold the container and be in the container. Hmm. Right. So it's allowing someone else that, um, is protective and compassionate and, um, capable in a place that's resourced and, and things like that to help hold our container so we can actually climb in and do the work right now in the work. It's often like one of my favorite things to tell people. It's like organizing a bowl of spaghetti, right? It's one sloppy, saucy noodle at a time and it's going to be messy and it's going to feel hard and you're going to get two noodles done and feel accomplished. And you're going to look at the whole bowl and be like, F this I'm out. Right. <laughs> I don't even want spaghetti anymore. Nope, I'm done. Um, but something simultaneously happens there in which we can shore up our own healing in a way that's like, uh, stabilizing the central sense of well-being, And then we co-regulate with another human by letting this, them help or hold or in reverse us helping and holding that neither takes away or, or 
can lower where we were before we started, right? Like we, we get to a certain level on our own and then we invite in this co-regulation. Now, if that fails or it is unsafe in some way or we're let down or disappointed, it cannot take us lower than where we were when we started the co-regulation progress, mm-hmm. like making sure that, that that is shored up enough to invite another human in. And then if it is successful, if it is um, to, to the advantage of both beings, right, then that strengthens, adds to, and stabilizes up a little more. And so it's this constant process of like self-stabilization and then co-regulation, right? It's, that's, that's the whole concept behind interdependency is that we can't do it alone but we also can't rely on someone else to do it for us, right? Yeah. Those attachment styles, you could bring in all of that. But it's it's the basic concept of like stabilizing our work, who we are, who we want to become, and then inviting in um, some co-regulation, some interdependency with another human. And, and you get very discerning. Right. Like there is, there comes a time where you, where it, you stop letting people in who are going to disappoint yeah. and hurt you because that's part of shoring up your own stabilization is recognizing where the picker got broken. Right. Mm-hmm. And when the, the, the chooser was out of alignment kind of a thing, it's not, not something wrong with you. It's just the way that you translated other people coming into your life and what they were meant for. And so then, then that stabilization starts happening a lot faster, right? As I can co-regulate with another human, take what works, leave what doesn't, stay curious about both and continue building on my own self-trust, worth, dependency, et cetera. And that's really the foundation is that continuation of you building upon you. So Mm -hmm. it, that capacity, that, that level does become stronger. It does become firmer. You can discern, you can trust when there is a feeling that might mentally not make sense, but there is just a strong urge or a sensation that you know is safe to trust. Yeah. Especially in times that are unstable or feel unstable. Totally. And, and it is like that inner wisdom, right? Like that's really what we are toggling between is what we learned and what we know. And the difference between the two, I, I feel, is that intellect and knowledge and learning is a very now thing, right? Me learning about, um, I don't even know, just pick a topic right now is only relevant to the way life is right now. 50 years ago, it probably wouldn't have been as useful to learn. And 50 years from now, it might not be as useful to learn. But then there are wisdom learnings and truths that echo beyond our existence here and were here before we existed this go-round. So it's it's toggling between like the thinker and this mind that learns and knows and absorbs and this, this divine spark in us, the soul thread, the part of us that just knows. And you can look back, right? You can do the exercise where you go, when in my, in my life did I feel an absolute yes in my body? And I said, no, and I felt that dissonance. Mm -hmm. And then think of a time when you felt that absolute yes or no, and you stuck by that yes or no, and what the outcome was like. And it often comes in hindsight, right? I mean, I know for myself, I was like, I am not listening to this inner voice. She is crazy. (laughs) She's lost her mind. Right. And looking back, I'm like, oh, babe, I should have listened. Dang. You were right all along, yeah. you know, yeah. but I, I wouldn't have the ability to trust her now if I hadn't screwed up and could look back on that. Right. This is so, so often people are like diminishing to the path that got them here, but it is evidence now that we can use for our growth moving forward. And people think, oh, I healed from this. And like healing is absolutely possible. And we're on a perpetual journey. You learn two plus two in second grade doesn't mean that you're not going to need it again in five years when you learn something else. Yeah. You know, and it is, it's that, it's that growth. And, and it's just in my system right now to like, think about how plants grow, you know, they get in what they need and they stabilize that and then they grow and they take in what they need and they stabilize that and they grow. It's the same for us. It's the same flow. Where, what are some of the places, if somebody is 
very new to this or they're experiencing this because I love what you said of healed. I don't know. That word kind of sticks with me in a funny way of like, oh, I'm healed. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, great. And there's still continue. There's still evolution. I don't want to just be done. Like I'm not done with whatever-ness. And so if somebody's new or somebody's saying, okay, I've come to a space where I have stabilized, I am ready for more. What does that look like for you? Yeah. So I'd love to just give an example of kind of the difference here and the, and the tools that I use for very acute specific experience. So, um, I, I hate trigger warnings because I feel like life is inherently triggering and we, we don't get a warning in real life, but I'm going to say this ahead of time for anybody who has, um, experienced or close to domestic violence. Um, just a heads up that it's coming at you. Um, so in my experience of domestic violence, I was choked. And so along my healing journey, um, I had felt like I, I healed from my experience, but I still carried in my body reactions to physical touch around my throat. Okay. So there was healing the portion of me forgiving myself, forgiving him, forgiving the experience, moving out of it, right? So layered. I could go on of all the different things that have to be healed around this topic. Um, But this just real, getting real specific to this one thing, I carried in my body a wound that people couldn't see. So I had done the healing work around it in myself, but my body, as as the beautiful book goes, kept the score. And so I would have even, even like my little niece, the sweetest thing, or, or a hug from a a friend, gentle touch here would trigger a response in me. And it wasn't until I found breath work that I was able to really transform by going in and healing that part of my body that allowed me like transformed that energy in my body, moved it from my body, released it from my body so that now I can, I I mean, I I couldn't even wear a tight necklace, right? I couldn't wear something that that was a a tight collar on my neck and nothing that was, that was um, felt constricting there, right? I'd have a panic attack and moved that through my body that felt healed. Now I have the experience that I've healed from. I have the actual, the, the manifestation, the energy in my body that I've healed from, and I'm still healing. Mm -hmm. So it's like having very specific things that we can heal from. We can do the work to transmute the pain into purpose or, or fear into fuel, you know, all of those cliche things that we say, which are by you know, by the way, cliche on purpose, because they actually are true, <laughs> you know, um, and there's still a perpetual journey. The day I stop learning, the day I stop healing, I want to be taken from this earth. Yeah. And I no longer have reactivity in a negative way if my throat is touched. So and, and, you know, it's like having that very specific example. It doesn't matter what the thing is. It doesn't matter what, what the, the reaction is in your body that we can heal. Okay, we can forgive. We can do the emotional work. Then we take on the physical and the energetic body, you know, and actually bringing it all home, stabilizing it in together. And then I, recognizing that I am still healing as a healed human from that thing, mm-hmm. right? So the healed part is really just another block in the foundation of the perpetual journey of healing. I mean, hell, birth is traumatic, yeah. right? Like we, we got plenty of work to do, right? <laughs> healing is never done and we can heal from very specific things. And I didn't realize that for a long time. That, that was information that that came to me in working with one of my coaches that it was possible to heal these things. And that was, that was an actual example that I had as evidence, you know? So that's what it looks like. (laughs) It's that flow of releasing 
the energy, the knowing in your body, the sensations, it's, it's the releasing and the, the recent, the processing and healing of that, not meaning that those memories, not meaning that those pieces are going to magically erase either. Mm-hmm. And that's a tug of war that I will catch myself in when I'm feeling really tight about letting go of something that's very heavy or hard or holds a lot of emotion mm-hmm. is that doesn't mean that I'm wave my wand and that the memory is going to disappear and that whether I want it to, or I want to hold on to that memory, but I can choose to take some steps to come into my body and release what the energy that my body is holding of that experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it gets to be free for me. Yeah. You know, not that I, we don't forget and I tell you tell people this all the time in, in new client sessions, like you got to be sure you're ready because once we start this process, you can't go back. You know, it's the same thing with, with pain or experience like that, but people have the same sort of attachment to good things in their mm-hmm. life, right? Like, oh, I feel joy. I don't want to let that go. Are you kidding? Right. Yeah. But it's the freedom that's really, in my opinion, what abundance is, is the ability for things to flow freely to and from us. I can be in my pain and I can hold my pain and I can also set it free from me. It doesn't mean it won't, that I won't have the memory of it. And it doesn't mean that I won't ever experience pain again, but if it can be true about pain, then it's also simultaneously true about joy and love. And so these emotions, the, these it's, it's, being fully alive, you know, and, and you help support me in, in a season of deep grief where I could allow that deep grief to be here and be free of me by simultaneously allowing the love, right. That I didn't have to choose. And, and speaking to duality, we are taught that it's one or the other. If I am in grief, well, then I better not laugh about a thing because then my grief must not actually be real or true or strong enough, right? But by whose standards? I feel like grief is probably the, to me, that's the number one space where that feels, mm-hmm. it can't be, it can't be both. Like mm-hmm. if I'm in grief, if I'm grieving, mm-hmm. if I am sad, if I'm holding this emotion, that's it, that's it. Because it is very heavy and it is, it is. very all-consuming and it can be. And, and we don't have grief if we didn't have love first. Yeah. If it didn't matter, if it wasn't joyful, if it wasn't precious, if it wasn't something we delighted in, then it wouldn't be something we could also lose and have grief over. Which to yeah. me adds another layer of grief because then now it's lost, it, right? Yes, then that, that piece is yeah. lost. Yeah. To me, that's yeah. the trickiest part of grief. Yeah. What I've learned holding the, that love for it. Yeah. What I've learned this year is that it's my physical human attachment to it. I think I said, mm-hmm. you know, probably 10 times uh, around this topic was like, my spirit gets it. My physical heart, my human heart is, is cracked wide open you know? Um, and it is, it's the polarity because if we are in the attachment only in the human, it's incomplete. And if we are in spirit only and forgetting that the human heart exists, then it's incomplete because this spirit is in this body. We are embodied right now, you know? And so it's just toggling between the two and finding some stabilization and harmony when we can. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of grace and a lot of compassion for that space, because it isn't always something that drops into easily mm-hmm. or, or isn't easy choice. linear, right? Like yeah. it, it could be, I'm on autopilot because my body has created protection mechanisms because I can't deal with this right now. And then six years later, you're like, oh, why do I feel so heavy? Why is my body hurting? What is wrong with me? What's happened? It didn't just happen what you've been carrying all these years and then it cascades down and we got to really really deal um but i think that's what you know i I, just again like looking at nature it doesn't slow down its progress because the tree next to it is no longer there yeah 
just going to take a moment or two and pause and let your body and your mind soak up all of the wisdom that Tracy has been sharing with us and taking a moment to thank the sponsors for today's podcast, Sakara Health. Sakara Health is an amazing wellness brand that I found a few months ago and have just been loving their whole foods. They are plant rich. It is all about giving you functional wellness, functional snacks, functional nutrition in ways that taste good and nourish your body. And as I've really been struggling and on a journey, let's not say struggling, let's say as I've been on a healing journey for myself with some digestive issues and hormonal issues, finding a brand that I could utilize their products that felt nourishing to my system was so challenging. I searched high and low for over a year and a half and finally found Sakara and just and kicking myself that I didn't find this sooner. And if it is something that you're interested in trying out, just exploring around a little bit, check the show notes. All of their links are in there and a code that saves you 20% on all of your orders is, is, the, is in there as well. There is also the Signature Nutrition Program where they deliver meals to you for three days breakfast lunch dinner little snacks you get they are delicious i had these gingerbread waffles i had this nut seed granola butternut squat just some amazing dishes and the best part was i didn't have to think about what i was going to eat i just knew that i had to go to the fridge pull this out grab these with me take and go heat them up as i needed to it was delicious it was so simple it was so easy and if it's not something for meal plans if you want to try some of the proteins and greens or the metabolism powder the seed the super seed and nut blends just so much goodness packed in there Check them out. Like I said, check out the show links for my code. It's XO Megan S to save you 20% on your next order. This is just this insight of these, just this wisdom, Tracy, that you hold and you share. And it's not just with me. It's when she says she could talk and just sit down, like she means it. She would, yeah. <laughs> you would sit down next to her and she would have this beautiful conversation with you. And in a way that is, joyous and that is light and that is funny and self-deprecating and all of these pieces that there is a duality in that too that makes you a soul that I'm very attracted to mm. and drawn yeah to. yeah it's funny I was saying to um I think it was I think it was our mentor um last weekend like imagine if I had said no to this thing and it's so it's so interesting when we reflect back on getting exactly what we needed even when our mind didn't have it sorted out right I know that that strikes a like a big vibration in you because you've spoken mm -hmm. to that that whole process with breath work for you you know mm -hmm. and how you came into where you are and the magnificence um that you bring to the world and how you help people heal as well but i didn't know earlier this year that i would so deeply need you and some of the other people that i've met through the yes that i didn't understand at the time and it's it's that is what I believe is like flowing with life that is abundance that is manifestation that even when our mind because our mind is so powerful right I just did a post before we got on here about you don't have to have the entire picture or every detail of the experience or every part of the memory to heal from it either right that that to, to backtrack a little I don't there are whole parts of my experience that I have compartmentalized. You know, we don't have to have all of that, but we do have to have the sensation in the body and the intention towards healing and the rest will work itself out. And, and I do believe that everybody, right? We are divinely righted to healing. I don't care what you've done or who you've hurt, or what you said, right? if you have the intention towards right living and well-being, it, it'll already be yours. 
it's getting yourself out of the way of it coming to you right like these things don't leave us we leave them and so it's like returning home and coming back to what is divinely ours um and and that's that when you start to stabilize in that part the certainty is rarely shaken yeah. anymore that's the other thing too, that I always come back to and think of, man, if everything went according to my plan, my <laughs> manifestation, my, my, whatever it was, mm-hmm. I'd be really disappointed because mm-hmm. 95% of what is here and present in my life in by no means was, was in, your plan. in my plan. Right. And yeah. it's so much better. I would be devastated if I lost out on everything that happened in the way that it was supposed to, instead of the way that my structured mind thought that it should. And, and just a reminder here too, that like we come to these places of, of more ease and more joy and, and busting through glass ceilings and, and limiting beliefs, not to reach towards perfection, but the invitation to the messy. Mm -hmm right? Because there is stabilization in spirit and soul really allows the human (laughs) to screw it all up, right? Because it's, it's, uh, I am, and by no means, uh, I, I, I actually get like this gross feeling in my body when I think about having to be perfect, right? Because I lived that way for so long and I've come so far from that perfectionist nature and tendencies. Um, it's still, a part of who I was, right? It was a protection mechanism that I very much needed at that point in my life. And I get very like out of like, you know, like I get the shivers kind of when I think about that, but it's not invitational. And that's something I try to remind people. It's like doing it perfect is not the invitation. You're going to end up with everything you need here in this go round by the time you leave this go round. Mm-hmm. So play, have fun, let it be messy. Let it be against your plan. Let it be against the grain, stand up again, right? Circle back to that, be audacious, right? Towards what is right and aligned in and on fire in your soul that you may have never said to another human. And you never know what that will unlock what that will bring, Mm -hmm. what yes, that gets to usher in Mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And whether that yes ushers in to support you for a week, for a season, for a lifetime, for a whatever, that's exactly what is meant to be in that space. Yeah, that one feels like a lot of surrender. Yeah, and I guess that's the whole point is getting out of the thinker and into the feeler so that it takes the course it's supposed to and we can surrender to it the stalemate the lockedness the the difficulty it really is all in our thinker in the mind yeah Mm. trees use their bodies i'm just gonna circle back to that one more time (laughs) i'm for i seriously i there's always it never Mm. ever fails that in every podcast conversation there is some random ass theme that just pops in and is meant to be in clearly this is where it was this supposed to go. Ours. Yeah. yeah. I'm here for it. Me too. <laughs> go hug a tree, everybody. I yeah. will. This is what I'm doing when I'm done here. Um, this is such a tangent. And then we'll actually say where people can connect with you. But there is a tree on the path that I walk every day. And it was, for whatever reason, it was just the tree that I paused at every day. I put my hand on it. I closed my eyes. I just took this moment to communicate with this tree. And it fell down in a storm and I honestly cried. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's And thankfully it's still over the path. So I still now just sit on it and touch it and have that moment. But it was a space of, I am oddly connected to this random tree that I picked out. And I, I don't know why I don't, I don't think about it. I just trust it. And I go and visit the tree and it gives me love that. I love that so much. It's like this, um, sense of being held and supported beyond what our, our rational minds can understand, you know, and again, like the intention, you know, it's like 
we so singularly focus on the the understanding of a thing that we miss the felt sense of it right when we step onto the earth to ground in it's already happening there's no big bang like whoa you made it you're grounded mm -hmm. right there isn't that we don't get to a sense of of peace and go how did how did we get here how did we how did this peace work out da, da, da. it's just it's just being in the peace it's the sense of peace it's the intention towards it makes it so and that's so funny that you say that too, because that's the instant when I touch the tree and when I place my hands on the tree, the feeling and the felt senses there, I just, this visualization of just this black that just gets pulled and drawn back. And this idea of, I am just this tiny little speck and there is something so much bigger right here, right now. Yeah. And it's like this pulsing, right? Like this living, breathing, pulsing thing that doesn't have an opinion. It just is doing what it was designed to do. Yeah. It's like full permission. Let that energy pulse through you as you step into your healing, your truth, your purpose, your, you know, your gifts. Everybody's going to want to chat with you. Everybody's going to want to <laughs> connect. I do. And I get to on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. Where seats for each other. Where can people find you? And I know you have some really exciting things coming up that everyone should get on their radar. I do. I'm really excited. Two things actually, this came up. I forgot to mention it when we were talking before we started recording. Um, you can find me at uncontrollablyme.com. I'm on Instagram pretty regularly, um, which is at uncontrollably underscore me. I have my next group coaching cohort. Um, and I use the term coaching lightly. I am really a guide, you know, as we talked about the space holder, I am here for the healing in whatever way that takes shape and guiding people into their own process and trusting their process is really my jam. Um, the registration is open now. It opened yesterday. The cohort starts in the second week of January. Um, there will be a link I'll give to you that is to set up a connection call with me because this is a sacred container and I don't want to work with anybody who doesn't want to work with me. So I don't want to drop you in this container and then first go, you're like, mm, yeah, this isn't for me. And likewise, right. The safety of this container is, is my top priority. And so, uh, we set up a connection call and then if it's a fit, we continue and you can go through the registration. I also have a friend of mine and I have been working on a journal and it is her art and my journal prompts uh, that I have amassed through my years of, of being in this healing journey. So uh, the journal is, it's really about like re reclaiming self. It's, it's all about discovery and, and can we look at our our responses to these prompts with curiosity in a way that that brings awareness right it's curiosity awareness awareness allows for growth and and choice and change and so um that will be we're working on it being ready before Christmas. So there'll be uh, Christmas so gifts available. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, and it's really beautifully set up. It's got, you know, uh, her I mean, amazing like watercolor artwork and designs and then journal prompts, like I said, that I have collected over, I don't know, the last five or 10 years. It was really funny because I, I I wrote out, I, I sat down with my my journal of journal prompts and um, you know how you're, I know you're an A-type when, right? And then I, I'm putting them into this document and I, I shook out, you know, some that were pretty similar and things like that and end up with almost 200 journal prompts. And I'm like, and how do I pick from these, right? Like, <laughs> how do I, how do I Can bring someone just out? select for me? Which ones do you like, you know? So we're in the process now of just really pruning out um, those and then, and getting that ready. So group coaching starting in January, and then there is early bird through um, December 1st. If anybody is interested in that, I'd say get on it. Um, and then I also do one-on-ones. I do um, community breathwork uh, online as well. So if you're interested in trying some breathwork, I mean, obviously, if you want to 
breathe with Megan here. She's the superstar <laughs> too, but I, but the joy of getting to experience, it's so important. I tell this to everybody. It's so important to explore and try everybody. Totally. Whether we, it was have, the conversation we had before or in yeah. this podcast was everybody gets their, is that has their own medicine and their yeah. own flavor and their own vibration that you get what you need. That's it. Where, wherever you're at. And, and, and when you're drawn to somebody, there is a reason for it and trusting that, right? Like, like I didn't know saying yes to certain things earlier this year would give me the medicine I needed for a loss that I never would have imagined coming. Right. So, um, yes. And I, I'm like, I'm the same, I'm getting breathed after this by somebody who's never breathed me before. And I am so excited, you know, so, um, all that's available, check it out on my website or, um, catch me on Instagram. Uh, short and sweet version there. And thank you so much for having me. I, I love having these like authentic jam sesh conversations rather than a very structured, like your questions were so beautiful without them even being pre-planned, you know, it was like that natural flow, um, of our, of our friendship, our regular relationship. Uh, expanding that into this into this platform pretty seamlessly so well done on that it's, it's such a pleasure to be here thank you working mm-hmm. on receiving that so thank you mm-hmm. and just and, and I'm truly honored to be able to share everything that you have to say and to continue to have people to see you and see what you put out and see what you share because it's it's needed and it's so fucking important now more than ever I I really do truly believe. And so for you to give somebody a sliver or a, a great deal of time or whatever it is, the impact just gets to ripple and it's a beautiful gift to share. So thank you. Yeah. So, so honored and grateful and definitely receiving that as well. Um, it's a testament to alignment, you know, and really uh, getting into the place where this is my way of life rather than just something I do. And so definitely feeling that deep in my bones right now. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here and for listening. I cannot tell you enough how grateful I am for you and that you get to be on this journey with me and we're here together on this wild, this wild ride. If there's something in this episode that landed with you, share it on Instagram, share it with a friend, tag me in, and I wanna know, I wanna hear about it. I love in the ways that we get to connect. And if you feel called, you can head over and rate and review this podcast. It helps us to grow and share and have other like-minded souls join this community and rise together. Sending you light and love, always.